use a meat cleaver onto someone's head. It's crazy. She ain't no regular ant. I didn't even know what I was talking about. This girl loves breaking people's skulls. Well, yeah, his head gets cracked up. Goodness me! Hello, I'm Brad DJ, and this is Beast Movie Reviews. Podcast where I talk about movies, mainly scary ones, and all the things I find funny about them. Of course, sometimes they get a bit off topic, and I mention other movies, and other moments, or little stories of my own experience that may relate or not, I don't know. In this episode of Beast Movie Reviews, I talk about three movies that you have to see. All three are violent, scary, funny, and have a full of rage, but kicking female as the lead role. I'm talking about Your Next, Ready or Not, and The Hunt. I also, yes, get off topic a little bit, but all in all, I hope you enjoy. I'm Brad DJ, and I'm not just a DJ. I also do outdoor theater hire and photography. Listen out for the code to get 5% off. Check it all out at braddj.com. That's B-R-A-D-D-J.com. And that's coming up right here on Beast Movie Reviews. Let's go. Beast Movie Reviews. Beast Movie Beast Reviews. That can be quite funny, kind of like, huh, that person just lost their head. That person lost their head too. That's two people that's lost their heads. What are you losing your head for? Okay, how's it going? My name is Brad DJ and this is another episode of Beast Movie Reviews. I know it's been a while. But hey, that's that's fine. And in this one, I am going to talk to you about three movies. That's right, to make up for the fact that it's been it's been quite some time between episodes. So three movies in this episode, and they are going to be Let me tell you right now, they're gonna be your next, ready or not, and the hunt. Now what I wanna do is I wanna just tell you quickly kind of what they are about. And then I'm gonna tell you my favorite parts in them and why they're so funny and why you should watch them. So, You're Next. It came out in 2011, but I won't bore you with all the details of each movie. I'll just tell you what they're about and how they are just just movies that you just should go watch. You should you should watch, you should watch in your life. You need to have these movies in your life and watch them because they're funny. They're funny. Anyway, I won't keep saying that they're funny. You'll figure that out. They are funny and they are good. So let's just start. You're Next. So, Your Next is such a lovely family movie. It's very moving, it's very touching, and it's about this this mum and dad that have been together for, like, quite some time. They're pretty old. They've got all their kids who are all growing up, and they're celebrating this milestone, like, the anniversary milestone. You know, I don't really know how many years they're celebrating, but I'm sure they're celebrating a great deal. And not only that, the father has retired. He's been working, like, his... Working most of his life, like pretty much all of his life, I guess, since I guess he I guess he started working once he could. He's obviously very wealthy and he's retired and he's got a bit of a payout and all that kind of jazz and he has decided to buy this like well it's a big kind of mansion. It's a big house. As you would when you've got a bit of dough, you know? And and he wants to do it up. He wants to like you know, spend his um day his days doing nothing, just doing something to the house and making it look lovely. So he's got this nice big mansion. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, they, they do have neighbors, like, but they're a bit of a walk away. They're not like neighbors when you, you know, you look at the window and be like, hey, John, you're mowing your lawn, buddy. You want to mow my next? <laughs> yeah. All right. 
I'll mow yours, you mow mine, or we just mow each other. I, anyway, I don't do that, by the way. Get to the chase, Brad. So they're having this like weekend celebration. They invited all their, you know, now growing up children to come along, and they all come and they haven't seen each other for a while, so they're like, you know, catching up on, you know, times and meeting new people. Like one of them has, like, well, the younger, she's got, they've got a younger daughter who's got this crazy weird boyfriend. He's a, he's a filmmaker. Not only a filmmaker, he's a documentary filmmaker. So yeah, I don't know. And then this other fellow, the middle child. No, not the middle child. Oh, he's got this um, new girlfriend too. So they've got a lot of catching up to do. And then they, so they're just having their dinner. They're just having dinner, okay. And then all of a sudden, these people who are dressed up in farm characters, like they've got a, a mask on their face, like a pig or a horse or a sheep. In fact, that's about all there is. And they, they start shooting arrows from their crossbows through the windows of the mansion. One of the people, one of the people, gets an arrow right in his head. Okay, so it kind of spoils the weekend a little bit when that happens. It also makes the daughter very upset because that was her crazy-ass boyfriend that does documentaries. Okay, so then this is like crazy times right now, but still touching and moving because the family have to bond together and they have to try and survive the night of terror. Of these people that are just crazy and just killing, just like killing, um, killing people for no reason. I don't know why. What's the reason of killing people? Why are you doing it for? I don't know. They've got a reason. I guess they do. But little do they know, little do these bad people that are dressed up in animal masks know that the girlfriend of one of the sons actually isn't all who she says she is. She's actually a pretty badass chick who knows how to use a meat cleaver onto someone's head. I'll tell you about that later. And all of a sudden, she becomes this, like, you know, survival chick that is just gonna, like, we're gonna survive the night and we're gonna kill those people and we're gonna live through it. So that's a nice little lovely touching movie. Ready or Not. Very much of a chick flick kind of movie. It's very, it's, it's about a wedding, so I don't wanna, I don't wanna, like, say the wrong thing here, but, like, yeah, it's about a wedding. So Ready or Not is about this man, this fellow, who becomes, you know, just just in love with this girl, okay? The boy loves a girl, and he wants to marry her, and he wants to, you know, invite her, he wants to bring her into the family, and, you know, he, he, he wants to introduce her to his mum, his dad, his brothers, or brother. So this movie takes place on the actual wedding day through to the wedding night. So what the boys side of the family is, is actually quite rich. I'm going to say like mega wealthy rich. They are, his dad is like the owner of this mega gaming empire that they make board games and they've been making board games for a long time in their family and they've just been making so much money and they're just very wealthy. And because they're so wealthy, the rich are a bit weird, okay? And they have this really kind of different tradition that they do when someone new gets married into the family. And what happens is on the wedding night, they have to all get together in this room, like the mom and the dad and, and the newlyweds, of course, and then the brothers and sisters and their husbands and wives. They all get together in this room and they're going to play a game. Now, it could be any game. It could be chess. It could be checkers, which is almost the same thing. It could be a game. What they do is they let the new person who's coming to the family, which is the bride, to draw a card. And then whatever the game is on the card, they have to play. 
and to all their surprise, the bride draws out hide and seek. Now that's a really good game. I am phenomenal at hide and seek. I love hide and seek. I love hiding because seriously, you can't find me. I'm so quiet. I, I can go to any place in the house. I can go to any house actually and I can hi- find a place to hide and I can hide there for ages. I'm really good. So, you know, she has to go off and hide. But it's just her that hides. It's just her. No one else hides. The only little little bit of a problem with this game is the fact that it's not exactly how most hide-and-seek games are played. It's not like you hide, we find you. Hey, we found you. Ha, <laughs> ha, we win. No, it's you hide, and then we all go off and get crossbows and guns and weapons and knives, and we go find you and we kill you. The family didn't really mention to the, the, the girl that it's kind of a curse. And if you don't play the game, well, everyone ends up dying. I don't know. And I don't know if that's true, but it's just this curse that they have been living with and they just think it's true because it does happen in the past. If a person doesn't want to play the game, they end up dying. I don't know. So now they're all going to play this game and, well, they got to go kill her. Kind of sad, I guess, for the you know husband. Oh, well. But little do they know that this girl is not going to just sit back and be found and then be killed. Oh, no. No, 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 she, she's a bit of a fighter. In fact, she's not exactly what the boyfriend thought that she was. No, she's a, no, she's got big secrets. And she will kick your ass and run you over with the car. Now, the hunt is, well, it's pretty much a similar, it's very similar to Your Next and Ready or Not. Just a little bit of a different story, but basically the same. Just the story is different. So the hunt is... Well, it's, we're going to go a bit more action now. It's not so romantically lovely. It's a bit more action involved in this movie. And this is about, well, this is how it starts off. I won't tell you what it's about. I'll tell you how it starts. So we find this, this lady. She wakes up in this, like, amazing place. It's like a forest. It's got a green grass, big trees. Kind of, It's a nice little, like, a pond or a river next to her. Like, you know, butterflies, birds flying. It's just so peaceful. She just she just wakes up in this area. She doesn't know where she is. And then she realizes that she can't speak because she's got a gag on her mouth. And it's locked around her head. So she can't undo it. There's like a a, a, a lock on the, on the back. So a bit, a bit awkward. So she gets up and she starts walking around. And then she sees someone else. Like someone across the lake, across the distance. And... This lady, too, also has a lock around her face, on her mouth, in a gag, and she can't speak. And then she kind of looks somewhere else, and then there's another dude kind of walking up a hill, just like a bit lost as well, and he's got the same thing, and he's all like, you know, where am I? And then she starts walking towards him, and then she sees someone else, and then someone else, and there's just like a bunch of people all like just wandering around in this meadows. It's now because they come out of the trees and then this nice grassy green meadow. It's just so lovely. I mean, the only thing that's bad about this movie so far is they've got gags on their mouth. They can't say hello to each other. They can't be like, hey, how's it going? Hello, how are you? Wow, this is such a great little place to be. How did you get here? I don't know how I got here. How did you get here? I don't know. But they've got gags on their, ma- their mouth, so they can't really say that. They can just go, that's all they can do. So, but anyway, they get together and they're kind of like, you know, looking at each other. Like they're trying to make communication. And then they see in the middle of the meadow, this container 
Wow. Okay, so that's different. So we've got trees, butterflies, birds, uh, water, meadows, grass, and then a container. Okay, we're going to go over there. Like that's like the first sign of, you know, where we could go. And then they all kind of like huddle over there. And then they they open this, this container up. And then inside they pull out. Well, this one guy gets the container open because everyone else is kind of like staying back. Like what's going to happen? Is the container going like, to blow up? But this one guy goes in there and he, and he pulls out this crate. And then he gets, and then there's a, a crowbar, I think. And he, you know, he's opened this this crate up. And then the girl we first see, she notices, because oh, then, well, then he opens his crate up and chucks the lid down. And then the first girl that we saw, she notices on the back of the lid is a key. And, well, I'm going to grab that key because there's only one thing that key could be useful for. Let's go find out. And she picks it up and she, yeah, she manages to get that lock off her, her gag so she can finally breathe properly and talk. But anyway, they're looking through the, this crate and it's just got all this, like, firepower. I mean, like, there's all this weaponry. There's, like, handgun, hand, handheld guns and shotguns. It's, it's just like, wow, there's just so much. Like, this is like, what's they doing here in the middle of the meadow? What are we all doing? And they just start picking it up, like, huh? What? Well, some of them are going, hmm, because they can't, they haven't got their gag off yet. But the girl is going around, you know, hey, come here, come here. Yep, I'll get you, I'll get you. And so it's all working out fine. And then, out of like nowhere, but then you find out where. But out of like nowhere, there's, there's people start shooting. And this guy gets shot, like in the face. And then someone else gets shot. And everyone's like, what? And then over in the distance, you can see like this, like this, like bunker, and there's like you know bullets flying out of this bunker and hitting people. So everyone just like runs. Some of them grab a gun, like I'm gonna think I'm gonna need this gun, and they grab it and they're running for the trees and they're trying to duck behind things, and people are just dying. So already it's a bit of a weird action movie, but like I said in the first. The first two movies, it is kind of similar. Because what's happening for some reason is these people uh, have got all these... These people that are shooting the bullets have got all these people that have gagged. And they've scattered them out this meadow, foresty area. And they want to shoot them for fun. Because, you know, duck shooting isn't fantastic anymore. Or clay shooting isn't that fantastic anymore. But the human shooting, well, that's pretty good. That's right up there. That's, that's, that's top dollar stuff. I don't know. So, but what happens is out of the group of people that they've got to shoot, one in particular is, well, not exactly who they thought that she was. And she is another survivor and she is a bit brainy and she's ticking on, she's got her ticker on and she can figure things out. And well, she decides to turn this game around and you're not going to be hunting me, I'm going to hunt you. Therefore, it's called The Hunt. And so, The Hunt... A begins. Beast movie reviews will continue. I'm Brad DJ, and I'm not just a DJ. I also do outdoor theatre hire and photography. Listen out for the code to get 5% off. Check it all out at braddj.com. That's B-R-A-D-D-J.com. And here to let you know the code is Owen. Say hello, Owen. Hello. Owen, what is your favourite movie? Hello. You mean Hero 6? Yeah, Hero 6. Well, you heard him. So enter in Hero, H-E-R-O. And now back to Beast Movie Reviews. Let's go. So there you have it, all three films, all three movies, and basically what they're about. So if you haven't seen them yet, go and watch them. 
and then come back and I'll tell you what I found most funny about all of them. And if you're not going to watch them and you want to know what I found funny about them, then keep listening because I'm about to tell you. Okay, so your next, straight up I can tell you that your next is actually directed by Adam Wingard. Now, I don't know who Adam Wingard is, but I do know that he also directed Blair Witch. Not the Blair Witch Project, not the Blair Witch Project, Dark Shadows, whatever that's called. No, the re-remake, but was also a sequel to the Blair Witch Project. And I can tell you right now, I didn't quite like that movie, Blair Witch. That's a whole other episode to talk about, but seriously... It was still, it was okay. It was, it was, it was decent enough. You know what? I'm not going to say anything about it. But he directed Your Next, and Your Next was written by Simon Barnett. And Simon Barnett also wrote Blair Witch. So these two, Simon and Adam, have kind of worked together previously before. And Simon, who wrote it, is also in the movie as one of the bad guys. He plays the fella who's in the tiger mask. So just to confirm, there's actually three masks. There's a lamb mask, a tiger mask, and a fox mask. Not what I said before about a duck or a goose or a pig or whatever I said. And one of the things that I found funny in Your Next, and I find funny in a lot of movies that basically do this particular thing, okay? And it's when the bad guys, they, they do their thing, they, they, they do whatever they're doing, they're robbing a bank, they're killing a whole bunch of people. Whatever they're doing that's bad or illegal... And there's, like, family involved. Like, there's, a you know, two brothers or two sisters or a dad and a son. Like, whenever they have... Whenever you're doing something that's illegal with, like, a family relation. And then that person dies or gets killed. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, for instance, Die Hard, where John McClane takes out that fella in the staircase and breaks his neck and then puts him in a elevator with this you know the writing across his jumper now i have a machine gun ho 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 and he was the brother of another fellow who was um involved in the whole heist and he was really pissed he was like ah and he was like wanted to just seek revenge and firstly that put a whole that put a dilemma on the whole thing because the main guy hans he did not like this he was like no you gotta wait we gotta stick to the plan do not do anything stupid you know, and that's like, well, hello, you did the first thing, stupid Hans, was that you let, you know, two brothers come along in this heist that you were that you were trying to pull off. You shouldn't be having family members involved because it all gets personal. So these three guys that decide to come over and just kill all this family, two of them were brothers. And then one of them gets a meat cleaver to the back of the head. That's right. Remember I told you that? So crossbows have come through the house. They've took one guy out in the head. The family have kind of got together. More people are dying. And then one of the bad guys gets into the house and is like sneaking around the house. And the girl, Erin, her name is, is she just finds a meat cleaver as a weapon from the kitchen. And this, and the guy wearing a mask, he's like sneaking around. He's got like a, a knife or a gun. I don't know what he has. I think he might have a knife. Not like a machete. I don't know. I recently watched it, but I totally forget. But the point is, he was sneaking around, and then Aaron comes up behind him and gets the meat cleaver and just smacks it in the back of his head. And he's like, oh, and he falls to the ground. And then, not, not only that, it wasn't just one hit. It was like another one, bam, and bam. And he's like whacking him in the back of the head with this meat cleaver. You can only tell that now his head's kind of caved in a little bit. And there's probably like blood going everywhere because I'm sure she gets blood splattered on her face while she's doing that. And then while she's doing this, one of the older sons and his girlfriend are like in the room and they're like watching her do this. And this is like a game changer. This is like, wow, this girl, this Aaron chick, she is 
a badass. And wow, she is fully, you know, taking it out on that guy's head. So he gets the meat cleaver to the back of the head. His head, his skull is now caved in. And then later on, another another bad guy who's the brother of this fellow who's got his head caved in, he comes in and he sees him and he's like, oh, no, no. And he's like, it's getting really angry. He's like, no, damn, damn. Oh, and he, he wants revenge. It was kind of weird. I mean, he was already planning on killing everyone. And now he, and now he wants revenge. Because then it turns out, this is a spoiler to the max. And it turns out that one of the brothers of the family is actually involved in the whole killing. Uh-huh. Because he wants money. And then he catches up with one of the bad guys. And is like, you know, what are you doing? I, like, you guys are supposed to, you know, kill the whole, the whole family. And obviously not me. But, you know, I just had to, like, stab my brother and kill my brother. Who wasn't involved. And then the guy's like, you don't talk to me about killing, like, brothers. Like, I, my brother is dead. My brother... My brother is on the ground with no back head. His back of the head is caved in. Don't you talk to me about that. I'm not actually sure what the dialogue was. But he was like really angry. I'm like, man, dude. Dude, maybe next time don't involve your brother or your sister. Or just don't involve family, you know. When you guys are catching up on the phone, you know, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Don't tell him. I'm, go- I'm actually going out of town. And I've got this thing on where I'm going to murder this whole family to get some money. Uh, hey, do you want to come too? Uh, you know, tag along. You know, maybe don't say that. Maybe just say, oh, I've got some things. I'm going out of town. I'll be back. Maybe we can catch up, you know, on Monday. I don't know. Just don't. But, yeah, it's so funny when movies do that. They involve that. And then the bad guys get, like, pissed for some reason. I mean, like, you were already killing these people, you've killed that person and that person and they had brothers and they had sisters and, you know, she had a daughter and she had a mum and, you know, that's fine. But when it comes to your own brother, oh my God, my goodness me, the world is coming to an end and I must seek revenge. But yeah, that's funny. And another real funny part is just the fact that these, these bad guys are just dumb. And it's kind of like Home Alone. It's like watching Home Alone at one point because she's putting up these little traps. You know, kind of like Macaulay Culkin has put these little traps for when people come into the house. So she's gone around and she's put up these little traps. And one of them is putting things out, out next to the window, an open window. So when he comes in, he's like, ah, oh, he, you know, he hurts himself. So that's kind of funny. So then this part, this bad guy's come to the house. He's come to the window because he sees it open. And he's like coming in. And he puts his head through and he's like, hmm. And he looks one way. And then he looks another way. Like his head's fully in the window. And he's like looking. And then he turns around. And then that girl, Erin, is on the other side of the window, obviously. And she just whacks him in the face. I mean, how silly could you be? And then... Another real funny part is actually kind of like the climax to the movie. Actually, no, there's another part that's the climax to the movie that kind of resembles the movie Tuckendale vs. Evil. <laughs> that's a good one. Now, that's a comedy horror movie, Tuckendale vs. Evil. Is it Tuckendale or Tuck and Dave? Two fellas vs. Evil. Man, that's a funny one. That's like hilarious. You know, hey, college kids, college kids. Oh, it's hilarious. But anyway, there's a funny part in Your Next, which is a climax to the movie, where she's like, Aaron's like, you know, beating up one of the brothers who is, the, you know, involved and the bad guy. And they, they somehow manage to find themselves in the kitchen. And they're fighting in the kitchen. And that's the, 
That's the one place you do not want to fight in the kitchen. Seriously, what they should have done is they should have been, hey, whoa, whoa, time out. Well, hang on. We're in the kitchen. There's like sharp objects and stuff everywhere. I don't want to get hurt. Let's go outside and we'll finish our fight there. Because they weren't really, they weren't, you know, they were fighting as good as they can because they both weren't that great. But anyway. They're fighting along. They're like, you know, she's he's like on top of her and like trying to punch her, and she's like trying to break break his leg or something like that. And then she manages to reach over and grab a blender, and there's a blender on the bench, and it's one of those blenders that are like the got the glass jug, which is attached to the the base. And she grabs the whole thing, and she kind of just smacks him in the head with it, and breaks the glass jug. And he kind of lands to the ground. He's like, oh, you know, ouch. Whatever he says. Ooh. And he falls to the ground. And then he says something to her. And she's like, she's got, she's still holding the blender, by the way. And she's holding it. And it's been broken where the bottom is still connected to the base of the blender. But there's now these sharp, jaggy glass bits from where it broke. And she gets the whole blender. And she kind of turns it upside down. And she just drives it. Pile drives it into the top of his head. Man, this girl loves um, smacking this girl loves breaking people's skulls. It's crazy and funny. So she pushes this whole blender into his head. And the funny thing is, well, is the guy is still alive. He's like looking up. His eyes are like looking up to the top of his head because he's like, oh, oh, that hurt. And what's, what's going on? Oh, there's a blender in my head. Okay. And then when she pulled it off the bench and she whacked him with it, the thing's still kind of plugged in. There's still a cord. So the thing's still turned on. There's still So it still works. And then she, then she flips the switch. She turns it on while it's stuck in his head. And, you know, the blender blades are, like, in his skull, in his brain. He's still alive there, by the way. I, t- I said that. And then she turns it on, and the whole thing starts to move, obviously. And then you can see his eyes are, like, going, like, like his, <laughs> And it's getting blended up to the max. And it's pretty funny. And also funny about that is that his girlfriend who's also involved, is in the kitchen watching, and she's watching this happen to her boyfriend. Oh, no. And she gets angry, too, by the way, and she's like, you know what? I don't like you. I'm going to kill you. Well, I think she says that. You know, I really don't know what the dialogue is, but she looks at her like, you know, that you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have killed my boyfriend. But she's holding, She's she grabs a knife, and again, with the heads, like I said, she loves whacking people in the head. She's like, she just goes right up her, up to this girlfriend, and she just like slams this little, she just drives this knife right into the top of her head again. It's crazy, but it's funny. But um, you know what? There, but that's just your next. That's just that's your next. So if you don't want to, if you don't like gruesomely gruesomely comedy movies, then maybe don't watch your next. And if you did watch it and you've seen all that, man, what do you think? I mean, that's kind of funny. I mean, like those bad guys are really kind of dumb. Like, seriously, they should have just waited outside with the crossbows, which is what is mentioned in the movie. Like, you know, just wait there. The powers will cut off. They'll eventually come out and just bop them off one by one. But they're just dumb. I don't know. But that's that. That's your next. And don't think that those two girls are like, you know, the girlfriend and then Erin, who's the badass chick, like hate each other. Because actually, while filming the movie, those two were roommates. Just just a bit of trivia for you to know. Uh, Yeah, so the... The girl who played Aaron, and the and the girl who plays uh, the girlfriend to the brother who's surname Wendy, they were uh, roommates and best friends before the before and during the movie. So they 
They had a lot of fun, obviously, and she probably really enjoyed putting that fake knife through the top of her head. You know, they would have gone back and... Obviously, they, were, they lived together, so they would have been like, Hey, hey, that was a cool time, hey, when I put that knife in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, ready or not? Ready or not? Ready or not? Are you ready or not? You know, firstly, I want to say about that, that movie is that I was a bit disappointed that they never used that song by Pod. You know, the, um, I think it's like Boom. It's like, here comes the boom, ready or not. I just, whenever I think of that movie, Ready or Not, I'm always thinking of that song. And I was a bit disappointed that they never, you know, referenced it, somehow used it. Would have been good. Now, Ready or Not is definitely way more funnier than Your Next. I mean, it goes up a few levels in hilarious. In hilarious, in hilarious, is that a is that a word? Hilarious. It's pretty funny. I mean, it starts off pretty crazy and funny at the very start of the movie, which pretty much at the start of the movie they show you exactly what you're in for and what you're going to be watching and what the whole thing is about. Because in the start, there's two kids and they are like. They're in this, like, mansion. It's a bit dark. It's, like, you know, kind of scary. And, and like, the, the younger one, which is the younger brother of the older one, which is the older brother, they're kind of, like, going around, and the older one's trying to, like, you know, look after his younger brother. And the younger one's a bit scared. And they're going, and you're thinking, my gosh, what's happening? Like, are these kids going like, to get hurt? What's going on? And then, like, they get to, like a, a, like, a cupboard, and the older brother tells the younger one, you know, get in here, it's all right, and, you know, it's fine. Like, you just... Stay in there and be quiet. And then he closes the door. And you're like thinking that he's going to like, you know, do, do something to protect his younger brother. Like, because like, I don't know what's coming after him. Like, what is it? Is it like a ghost? Is it like a creature? Is it, I don't know. And then out of like nowhere, the, this this man who's got like arrows sticking out of him kind of scares the kid. Like he comes like behind him. He's like, he's like, hey. And he's like hurting. And they're like, they're, they're trying to kill me. You got to help me. And he's like, oh, like, whoa, what's happening? He's all a bit, like, scared. Like, it's not really scared, but it's like, you know, okay, um, yeah, okay. And then he just kind of steps back a bit, and he yells out, he's in here! And then the guy's like, oh, hey, whoa, what are you doing? You know, you can look after me. And then the whole family comes in. They've got their crossbows and guns and whatever, whatever. And then they just take him away. And then the, the mother of the child gives the child a hug and says, you know, very so proud of you and, Good job. And you're like already thinking, whoa, what's going on? It's a bit weird. Okay. And they take that fellow off with the arrow sticking out of him. And they, well, they, they finish him off, I guess. So that's how it starts. So you know, you know what's happening. You already know what's going to go on. It's not like a big surprise. Okay, so they're going to get married. And then that night, they're going to play a game where everyone's going to try and kill the bride. And the one thing I like about this movie is even though it's a really bizarre kind of movie, they actually, they put in jokes and humor in the movie because they know that this is a stupid movie. This is a stupid idea for a movie. It's insane. So we're going to make it funny so it's watchable. And it is watchable. And it's really hilarious. And then, of course, you get some glimpses of the the grandma, the grand lady, and, you know, the, or the auntie. I think she's the auntie. And she's hilarious. And she's got, like, this haircut. Like, she's got her white hair and gray hair. Like, she's got, like, some kind of, like, dye. She's, like, bleached it or something. She's looking all, like, cool and, you know, like, in the noun. And she's got it spiked up. She ain't no regular aunt. And she pretty much produces one of the best laughs in the movie. Because, like, what's happening is... It's not... A lot of the family that are involved in the killing, they don't get killed very very much. And they've got to have killings involved. They've got to actually, you know, they've got to give the audience an entertainment 
mean, I'm, I've come to watch people get, you know, get killed. Like, I know what the game is. I know what's going on. They're hunting this, this lady and they're going to kill her. So I want to see some death. Come on. So they've got to do something. So what they do is they're obviously very rich and they live in their mansion and they have maids and a butler. So they use the maids as like the first kind of killing. Right, so these these maids, there's like three of them, they're not really involved in the game, you know, they, they know about the game, they know about what's going on, but they're going to stay out of it, okay, because they aren't really there. I think one of the maids, her job is to look after one of the siblings' uh, kids. So they've got, uh, you know, there's two boys. You know, one of the sisters, one of the sisters, no, one of the daughters of the rich family, she has two sons. Which aren't the same boys you see at the, at the very start. Two boys you see at the very start are actually growing up now. And they are involved in this whole game. So let me, let me try and work this out. So we see a real funny part where that one of the maids get bonked off. When I think it's a, a wife of one of the brothers. She has this handgun. You know, and she's not really, she doesn't know how to use it very well. But like, you know, and then all of a sudden she's like waving it around. And then she, she lets it fire. And it goes right into the maid's head and she bleeds out on the floor and it's kind of funny in the fact that they don't really they're not really upset they kind of go oh no oh no oh no i killed the maid oh dear what am i gonna do and the husband's like oh oh dear oh margaret oh i kind of liked her she was nice she was funny and then there's another part which is the funny part that the aunt that the aunt the old aunt takes takes over is when another maid gets kind of uh, bocked off, but she doesn't die. I think she gets like an arrow through her throat from a crossbow that's also let off by one of the husbands of a daughter that's, you know, not very good at like knowing what to do. He doesn't know how to handle this this weapon. So he accidentally fires it as well and it goes right into the throat of a maid. And she's not quite dead yet, but she's on the floor and she's like making little noises. And anyway, the the aunt gets everyone together and she's like, picks up this huge, like, sword, like a machete sword, like an axe. So she picks up this huge axe and she's giving everyone a motivational speech. So we have to go and have to find the bride and we have to kill her before the, before the dawn because if we don't, we're all dead. And she's trying to say this speech about how we've got to go find her and we've got to get it done. And she keeps getting interrupted because every now and again, the maid that's on the ground with the arrow through her throat, she's like making these little noises like, And she's and the, so the aunt is making these speeches like so we got to go and uh, so anyway we have to go and uh, so we have to pick up all of our weapons and we gotta go find the bride and we got uh, and it happens like so often and she gets really like fed up with it so she goes over to the maid that's laying on the ground and she just gets the axe and she's just like and just chops her up and just blood flying everywhere and all the family are kind of like watching her like oh oh ooh. and then she's like and then she does it and she's like oh okay now let's go find the bride and you know end the night and that's just hilarious and then there's actually two other funny parts that i don't want to, actually no there's a cliche moment it's really cliche it's so funny and i i found it funny i don't know if you find it funny but the bride What's her name, Grace? She's just hiding. She's realizing what's going on. She knows that they're trying to kill her. So she's like hiding around and she gets into like the kitchen. She's approached. She's in the kitchen to hide. And then the butler, who's this old like gentleman fella, who's very, you know, and will do what is told by the head of the house. And 
he looks after the maids, and when he knows that one one of them is dead, yep, I'll clean that up, sir. Don't worry, I'll clean that up. I'll clean that body up. No worries. And he's all also knowing what's going on. But it's so funny because when the bride goes to the kitchen to hide, and then he comes into the kitchen, and you're kind of like, whoa, okay, she's going to get found out by this guy, and then she's going to like kill this fella. Oh, here we go. And then what happens? I think it's pretty funny, is that he turns on the radio. Like, he walks, his footsteps get kind of close to where she's hiding under the table. And he, and he stops, and you think that he's going to, like, you know, bend down and, like, find her. But he doesn't. He stops, and then he turns on the radio, or a stereo that he has in the kitchen, and is listening to classical music. And is there doing, like, the orchestra conductor movements, and it's like, he's, like, getting really involved. Like, he just loves the... He just loves this piece by this composer person. I don't know. He's obviously into it. So he's got this up real loud and he's doing his whole conducting thing. And he's making a cup of tea as well. He's like making his tea because he's very British. I don't know if he is British. Maybe he is. But he's like he's making his cup of tea. He's got his classical music on. So while this is happening, it's like, of course, because now she can get up and she can walk close to him, get real close to him. And he can't hear her because he's, you know, fully in. Oh, but it doesn't quite work out. Uh, I think I think she does something, and then he turns around, and he's like, "Who are you?" But of course, he just made a pot of tea, so the bride's able, to, you know, Grace is able to use that hot water and like throw on his face, and that's pretty funny. Anyway, and there's a part that I was, I was watching. I was watching this with my wife, and we're watching this part where the Grace she runs out of the house and she gets into like the barn. She's in the barn where there's horses are and whatnot, and when she gets there. She gets, like, found out because one of the boys who has run away from the maid that's supposed to look after the the two boys that are there, he's in the barn. And so she gets, like, you know, found out and, and she's like, whoa, you know, and she's like, you know, shh, don't, you know, don't say anything. And, like, he's looking, like, you, you know, you've just seen this whole part play out in the start of the movie where the guy's like telling one of you know the older brother the, the the kid you know help me they're trying to kill me and then he just yells out he's in here so you're obviously thinking well the same thing's gonna happen again so she's like giving him like the shush thing and like you know just you know quiet and it's all good and then he pulls out a gun and shoots her totally misses her so she does this awesome thing she just goes right up to the kid and just Punches him right in the face. Like, you know, because you would. I mean, if a kid, I don't care if he was only 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old. If he's got a gun and is shooting you, man, knock him out. But anyway, what happens is she knocks she knocks him out. You know, he falls backwards. And then she does some kind of a trip. I don't know. She trips over and she falls backwards. And then she falls into this, like, well that's in the barn. And... Apparently, this is the same place where they take all the dead bodies and they throw them down this, like, pit. So, there's a bunch of, like, you know, rotten flesh and bones and it's all very yucky. And she's, like, having this terrible time trying to get out of there. Because, firstly, she climbs up. I think she the ladder starts to break. And then she's uh, the, when she goes to the very top, she puts her hand over the edge and she puts her hand in the wrong spot and she puts it right through a nail. So now she's got a whole lot of pain and she's trying not to make too much noise. And then the whole ladder that she's climbing up really just all falls apart and goes down. Like you know, there's, if she if she lets go now and she is falling down, not getting up. So she has to really struggle. 
And she finally gets up there. Now, this is both the same thing that my wife and myself thought. Like, definitely, we both had the same idea. And yes, I don't know why she didn't do it. I mean, she should have done it. Because it would have been hilarious. Because when she gets out, she sees that the boy is still knocked out, you know, laying on the ground over near by the horses or something. And yes, you should have grabbed him, dragged him over and threw him down there as well. But no. Didn't happen because I guess maybe that might be way too dramatic. I mean, like, he's just, he's just a kid. He's just a boy. Now, I like it when movies are bold and they actually kill kids in movies. Because I think, why? Why make it so that, you know, there's a group of people that are going to go into, like, the forest full of zombies and they've got to get to the other side and there's all these zombies attacking them and you have, you know, you have the lady and the old man and the young man and the couple and whatnot and you have, like, a kid. And you're like, well, obviously the kid's going to survive because he's a kid. I mean, you're going through a forest full of zombies. I mean, like, the kid can't keep up. He's going to probably die. So there's a movie not long ago, actually only like last year that came out. They actually redid it. Halloween. If you haven't seen Halloween, you know, the new one, they got Halloween Kills coming out soon. But in Halloween, they did, they killed the kid. And I thought, well, that was pretty cool. So the kid's like in the bus. No, hol- no, no, Myers is in the bus and he escapes. And like, you know, the, the, the father and the son kind of stop because the bus is falling over. And they're like, oh, we've got to go try and, you know, make sure the people are, are safe and We've got to see if there's any survivors. So the dad goes out there and then, you know, Maya's like, you know, kills him. And then the kid's like, oh no. And then, you know, he gets like the shotgun. Actually, maybe the dad goes out and doesn't come back. Oh man, I've only seen it once in the cinema. I've got it on Blu-ray. I just haven't rewatched it yet. But anyway, so the dad goes out, doesn't come back. So the boy does it. He goes in with a shotgun and he, I think he sees Maya's and he's like, oh no. And Maya's is like coming, coming towards him. And then he's like getting the gun to kind of try and shoot him. And then Maya's just, you know, Maya's just stabs him in the neck. You know, the only reason why I watched Hunger Games was because what it was about. You know, I'm going to go to the movies to watch a bunch of kids like kill each other in a movie. But speaking of movies where kids die, I mean, there's obviously Lord of the Flies. That's a pretty good movie where kids die. I mean, like, Piggy, oh, rock right on his head, cracks his skull open. I mean, you don't see that in the, in bo- actually in both of them, you don't see that very graphical. But, you know, when you read the book, which I haven't, and if you watch the movie and you change the way it looks in your head, well, yeah, his head gets cracked open. Whoa. Actually, there's another movie. Actually, there's another one. One of my favorite movies, actually, where a kid dies. Oh, I've got to tell you right now. It stars Elijah Woods and Macaulay Culkin. It's like one of my favorite movies. It's called The Good Son. Have you seen The Good Son? Came out in like the 90s. I don't actually know. You know, I'm going to find out right now. I've got the computer right here. Hang on. I'm going to guess like 92. No, wait. I'm going to guess 90. Hang on. I'm going to guess... 92, I don't know, it's, I'll find out. Oh, The Good Son came out in 1993. I was so close. But there's an awesome part. So The Good Son is about Macaulay Culkin. His character, who is all of, I don't know, how old is he? Like, he's like 10 like in, the, in the movie. And he, well, he's a killer. He kills his sister. You know, but long story short... Elijah Woods is his cousin, and he comes over to stay with Macaulay Culkin and his family, which obviously his name's not Macaulay Culkin. His name is like a Henry, I think. What a name, Henry. Henry. And he's such a bad kid, and he's such a bad influence. And, he, and Elijah Woods' character, Mark, he's like, 
you know, you, you know, you're doing bad things, and I don't like it. And then eventually, Mark finds out. You know, Elijah Woods finds out that Nicola Calkin is like, you know, he's doing things that aren't good. And one of the things he notices he's doing is he's trying to kill his sister because he's he's already killed like his um, younger sister when she was a baby. But anyway, move on. But he's trying to kill like another his other sister. And then, like, you know, he's going crazy, and he locks him, and he gets locked up. Like the mum, which is his auntie, kind of locks him in the room because like she, he's just talking nonsense. And then, like, Macaulay Culkin also, also tells Elijah Woods that I'm actually going to kill my mum. I'm going to kill my mum as well. So Elijah Woods' character goes to tell Macaulay Culkin's character's mum, you know, your son's trying to kill you. So then she um, doesn't believe him, obviously, and, you know, she's really upset and she gets really, like, hysterical and crazy. This is not you. And she locks him into, like, the house, like, into a room. And then she goes off with Macaulay Culkin, you know, so they can talk and they can just, what's going on, and talk. And, like, he's like, no! And he's like banging on the window like he's going to get out and he finally breaks the window and then the dad's like whoa hang on and tries to grab him but he gets out of there and he's like running up to where to where the mum and Macaulay Culkin has gone um, Henry I should just say it Henry it's much easier than Macaulay Culkin Macaulay and uh, Henry so Henry and his mum is walking off and they're going off to like a big cliff this big cliff over the beach over the ocean Henry and his mum's there and then all of a sudden you know Henry pushes his mum over the cliff woo but she does. She, she survives because she's holding on to like the rock. She's holding on to the edge of the cliff, and she's trying to, you know, pull herself up. And she's like looking up, and Henry's there going, "Oh, sorry, mum." And then he picks up this big rock, which you know he can obviously hold. Not, it's not like too big because he's holding it up over his head like a champ. And he's like, you know, sorry, mum. And he's like gonna throw the rock down to hit his mum so that she falls. But then just before she does that. Elijah Wood's character just kind of runs in and tackles Macaulay Culkin, aka Henry, and then they are like fighting and rolling around on the edge of on top of this cliff base thing. And then the mum's like, you know, she's like, oh my god, and she's trying to climb up and she's holding on and she's like almost slipping in some parts and she's taking a while. Make like, hurry up, just get up there quickly. And she's climbing up. And then Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, they're like fighting and they're getting real close to the edge of the cliff and they start rolling to over the cliff and the mum gets up and she just gets up and she sees what's going on and then she runs over and she does this like dive across the dirt and she just catches them both while they go over the edge. So now Macaulay Culkin is hanging over the edge, Elijah Wood is hanging over the edge and the mum is like holding on to both of them and they're both like falling and it's like... It, it, the kids, I mean, they're, they're heavy. I, I wouldn't know. The kids get heavy. They may look like they're little and that light, but they are heavy as. And she's like holding on to both these kids, and she's she's slipping, you know. And they are slipping, and they're both like scared. Well, actually, no. Macaulay Culkin's character's not scared. It's it's mainly Elijah Woods. I mean, he's petrified. He's like, ah, and like you know, he's calling out for help. And then Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's character, he's all like, you know, it's all good. And he's like, you know, I love you, mum. I love you. Don't let me fall. <sighs> and then and then she has to make she's like has to make this real split decision like oh my god because she's losing both of these kids and then well you know what happens don't you yes she lets go of her son Macaulay Culkin bye bye Macaulay Culkin go and splat on the rocks Macaulay Culkin he falls down <laughs> splat on the rocks and then yeah she pulls up Elijah Wood <sighs> If you haven't seen The Good Son, I've just ruined the ending for you. But, like, the rest of it's also very cool and dark and just crazy funny as. But the, the ending is woohoo! Wow. Talk about kids dying in movies. In fact, what were we talking about again? Ready or Not, the funny movie about a family 
trying to kill the bride on her wedding night in a little game of hide and seek. Well, there was another funny part with the butler dude I was talking about because what happens is the bride does it. She eventually gets out. She 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 climbs over the wall. She's running away. She's off the property. She's going down the road. She's out of there. So what happens is the butler gets in his car. You know, I don't know if he, I don't know if it's his car or the or it's owned by the by the family. I don't know. But he gets in the car and he drives up and he like you know stops her. I think he hits her or something like that. And then it turns out uh, she's like in the back of the car. She's kind of like she's like knocked out in the back of the car. And he's like taking her back to the house. Like you know he's so happy and he's got the the family on the phone like a video chat and it's calling up you know the the sir yes master or sir whatever he calls him like you know i've got the girl i'm bringing her back and they were like oh thank goodness because i've been a bit worried because they lost her and they had to get her to kill her or else they were gonna die so they were very relieved and then of course the very cliche part is he puts on his famous composing orchestra music and he's there, like, smiling, and he's happy, and he's, like, doing his whole conductor thing again, and he's driving off. And then, like, she starts waking up in the back of the car, and she kind of, like, sits up. And the family are on the other end of this video call, and they're watching it. And they can see, they're like, oh, very good, yes. Yes, he's got, oh, hang on a second, whoa, is that, uh-oh, you know, she's awake. And they're, like, trying to get his attention, like, hey, wait, wait, look behind you, behind you, behind you. And he's all like, la, da, 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 and all very excited. Well, she gets out. She kicks him in the face, and then the whole thing, the whole car flips, and, well, it's pretty funny. So another funny part I've got to tell you is it's kind of like a spoiler. This is a major spoiler, but it's so hilarious. I mean, I laughed at it so much. So at the end, at the end of the movie, it's almost dawn, right, and they have to kill the bride okay so i won't actually i won't say too much i don't want to spoil it too much but if you have seen it to write then you will understand what i think is so funny is there this moment where the family all together in this room one of the daughters the mum, is the mother of the two kids two boys they're there too and they get really scared and and the mum's like gets her boys together and she's like run and they run out the room together all three of them they run out and then you just hear pop 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 and it's hilarious but oh man i i don't think i've talked very much about the about ready or not i talked about the good son but you know what i will mention as well just a bit of trivia knowledge i don't know if you need to know this but did you know that they that the wardrobe costume designers for Ready or Not, you know, behind the scenes, they had to make 17 different versions of the wedding dress because that's all she wears. She only wears the wedding dress basically the whole movie. You see her in, like, the wedding dress, like, a version or the start of the wedding dress at the start, and then you see her at the end. So you can see the transformation of her night, of her wedding day and wedding night, and it's her with the same wedding dress. But there's 17 versions of them. Also, a final little thing is that the mansion the family own and live in is the same mansion that they use in Billy Madison. And also, I don't know if this has any relevance, but did you know that the actress in Ready or Not, Samara Weaving, she used to play in Home and Away. And the actress in your next, Shani 
Vinson, I don't know how to say her name, she also played in Home and Away. So I wonder if it's going to be uh, the same similarity for the next movie. Okay, okay, I've been talking for so long, and I haven't even got to the third movie yet, The Hunt. And The Hunt, I'm going to say, is even more funnier than your next. And I can tell you why. Now, I know I, I told you I didn't want to bore you with the directors and the writers of whatnot, but the director of The Hunt, Craig, and the writer, Damon, have both written together on the TV miniseries Watchmen and The Leftovers. I don't know what The Leftovers are. And Damon has also screenplayed Tomorrowland, World War Z, or World War Z, and Cowboys vs. Aliens. Now, I've never seen Cowboys vs. Aliens, because the concept sounds a bit weird. Okay. And World War Z, I did watch, but uh, a bit crazy and funny at the same time, and also, wow. And Tomorrowland, well, that's got George... That's got George Clooney, right? That's a weird, funny movie. So you know that The Hunt is going to be hilarious. Which it is. An awesome thing about The Hunt is it has the sailboat guy in it. Now, if you don't know who the sailboat guy is, then maybe you haven't seen more rats. Maybe you don't know who Kevin Smith is. Jay and Silent Bob. Anyway, the More Rats is a movie that came out in the 90s. And basically, it's about these two fellas that are hanging out in the mall. That's the whole movie is about. They're in the mall. And something else that came out in the 90s were 3D images. Like those, those pictures that you, they were all kind of weird looking. They were just like a pattern of color. And if you look at it or look through it or look at it for so long, then an image, a picture just kind of pops out of the page. Of the, you know? And they use this fella as this like character for an ongoing joke throughout the whole movie where he's standing in front of this picture he's trying to look at this 3D image and he can't see it and it's a picture of a sailboat and everyone else that comes up to the picture or comes up to talk to him they look at the picture and they look at it for like a few seconds and they go oh wow cool it's a sailboat and he cannot see the sailboat and it's hilarious and whenever I see that fella in movies wherever he is in TV shows or movies I'm always thinking awesome sailboat guy he is funny. So look out for him. He plays a character named Gary. And Gary is also a podcaster, which is also what got him caught up in the whole, you know, out in the meadow, gagged, here's a gun, we're going to shoot you, run for your life. His actual name in real life is Ethan. But look out for him. He's quite funny. And he's funny in The Hunt. Now, the great thing about The Hunt is like the first half an hour or 20 minutes of the, of the start of the movie isn't even focused on the main character. So the lady that wakes up in the meadow with her gag on isn't the main character that you're following. And then she meets another man and then they meet some more people and they all kind of gather around in the meadow of the grassy, grassy meadow and they find the crate and they get their weapons and then they get shot upon and then they're running. You're not actually following the main character. And then it's so funny because people just kind of die in the most hilarious ways. And they kind of laugh at the fact that people die in funny ways. And it's like, it's a comedy. It's really a comedy. One of the ladies kind of falls into like a, a trap in the ground, which are spikes in it. And she falls into the spiky trap and she get like she gets pinned. And she's obviously going to die. She is like pinned. She's got like five or six spikes just sticking into her. And she's there looking up to hopefully her rescuer going, Help me. You know, I can make it still. But obviously, you're looking at her going, no, 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 you can't make it. You're totally going to die. 
I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna run. And then you start following a few other characters that you've kind of met at the start, and you're like watching what's going on. And then they run, they run, they jump over a fence, and then they get to the, like this grocery store, well, a little corner shop, like a gas station, run by Ma and Pa. And that's even more hilarious right there. Ma and Pa don't know what's going on. These three people are just coming running into the shop because they've been getting shot at. They were gagged. They're trying to explain to Ma and Pa that, you know, people are trying to kill us. All along, Ma and Pa think that they're crazy because, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't want no trouble. I mean, <clears throat> how do Ma and Pa talk? Uh, we, don't want no, we don't want no trouble. No, just buy some. But of course, they give Ma and Pa trouble and Ma and Pa give them trouble too. And then not long after that, then we get introduced to the main character, the lady who isn't what they think she is. So yeah, what's happening is all the people that have woken up in the meadow or gagged and getting shot at are all picked on purpose. There's a reason why they've all been picked and they're all together and they're all getting shot at and killed. However, the lady that we are starting to follow, who's the main character, they have accidentally picked the wrong lady. So the bad people that have gotten together, gagged them and shot and is now firing upon them and hunting them down, think that this lady is a particular person who they think that she is, but no, no, she's not. She's a bit of a badass. She's got background. She's got history and she knows what she's doing. And they were not prepared for this. She's got a set of skills. I have a set of skills. I mean, <clears throat> I have a set of skills. One of her skills is that she's a really good storyteller. There's a moment in the movie where she tells a story about the Jack Rabbit. So the Jack Rabbit, let me just tell you the Jack Rabbit in a real quick version because she tells it way more detailed. But basically, you know the story about the Jack Rabbit and the turtle and they're having a race because the turtle is obviously so slow. And the Jack Rabbit, he's a rabbit. I mean, he can run so fast. He is the quickest. He knows he's the quickest. He boasts about how fast and quicker he is. And he will win any race, every race, because he is the best. The turtle however, challenges. Because the turtle is really sick of the jackrabbit, you know, just boasting and telling everyone how fast he is and how he can win everything and he is just the best, the best, the best. And the turtle's like, no, I'm going to race you. Oh, wait, the turtle. <clears throat> I'm going to race you and I'm going to win. Or maybe the turtle says, you know, I'll race you and we'll see what happens. The jackrabbit finds it hilariously funny, as if a turtle is going to race against me. I'm going to whip your butt. I'm going to beat you so bad. <laughs> You're wrong. We are going to race. So they line up and they have their race. And then bam, off they go. And the jackrabbit is like flying super fast, obviously. And the turtle is, you know, one step, two step, three step. I'm going to get there. Don't worry. I can see the finish line. He's going he's, he's gonna to get there. But the jackrabbit, he's like, you know what? I've got plenty of time. I'm going to go chat to my friends. I'm going to go to the pub, get a drink. I'm going to do some light shopping. I'm going to go get some food. He just takes his time because he's got all the time in the world. Well, what happens? The jackrabbit gets kind of caught up in just telling everyone how cool he is that the turtle has now managed to find his way all the way to the finish line and he crosses the finish line before the jackrabbit can cross. Well, the turtle wins. Right? The moral of the story is slow and steady wins the race. Right? The moral of the story is that, you know, don't boast about how good you are and don't get so high and mighty because, well, you're going to get beat. Well, no, no, no. That's not the moral of the story and that's not how the story goes because what happens is the jackrabbit obviously gets really, really, really upset and annoyed that the turtle beat him. Because that's like, you know, that's what that's his thing. Well, you know what he does? 
He goes after the turtle. He goes to the turtle's house. He finds the turtle and he goes into the turtle's house and he kills the turtle. He kills the turtle's wife. He kills the turtle's kids. He kills everyone that was in the turtle's family in the house altogether. He slaughters them all. He just cuts, 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 stabs, 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 slice. Because if you're going to muck around with the jackrabbit, the jackrabbit is going to kill you. So don't be going telling anyone that story. Or has your parents told you that story about the turtle and the... And the, and the rabbit, I bet you have. Well, there's a better version, and there's the actual real version, and that's it, in the hunt. She tells us so much better. When you get to it, listen, and then, oh, it's so cool how it references later on in the movie. Anyway, this movie is also so cool because in the end, it's really Kill Bill kind of style. And we all know what Kill Bill is, right? Quinta Tarantino, Uma Thurma, whoa. And there's a part in the first movie when, when the opening scene, basically, where there's Two ladies are fighting in the suburban house and they're doing all the martial arts and the knife tricks and whatnot. So be prepared for another awesome, maybe even better, in-house woman-on-woman fighting. Because the the main character that we're following, well, she tracks down the bad guys. She tracks down the head leader and she goes to her house. That's right. She takes her wrong. But then I can't keep talking because I've been talking for so long about not even the movies I was going to talk. I kind of went off topic a little bit and I spoke about other movies, but that's all good. Uh, but I think I've spoken long enough and I'm going to have to get off now and just uh, go do something else. But that was, what was that? that what was that? And that was, the you know, Your Next, Ready or Not, and The Hunt, and a few other movies too. They're all kick-ass movies with kick-ass female lead roles. And if you haven't watched them, go watch them and let me know what you think if you have watched them and you love them. And I'm going to go because I just can't keep talking. I've just, I don't even know what I was talking about. Man, what did I mention? Whoa. I should write things down. Anyway, till next time, I'm going to go. I don't really have a sign out kind of a thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to put the, the headphones down and then I'm going to go. I'm just going to walk out. So it's been great. I love it. Alrighty. I'll see you next time. Well, you know, I won't see you. I'll just, I'll, um, I'll talk to you. Beast Movie Reviews will continue in another episode. Keep up to date by subscribing to the email list. Go to braddj.com. <laughs> Beast Movie